Welcome into the Daily Illinois Sports Podcast. This is Josh Peach and Carson Gordy here to preview Illinois' matchup tomorrow, homecoming matchup against Minnesota. And Carson, the question on everybody's mind right now is, is Tommy DeVito going to play? I think he will. I don't know. Like, honestly, I don't know. You know, it's to be determined. But yeah. I do know that Illinois needs him because he makes better decisions. He's got a quicker release. He's more mobile. And I know with his ankle, he probably won't scramble as much. Yeah. But if you're Illinois, you need him to play because when it's third and seven, I trust him getting the first down. I trust him having better chemistry with the wide receivers. Art Sikowski is a nice guy. He's a student of the game, but I can't see this offense scoring more than 10 points if he starts. Yeah, Art, you know, just played okay uh, against Iowa last week when he came in after Tommy went down in the second quarter. The play calling, you know, wasn't great. Our telegraph passes, he made some poor decisions. But at the end of the day, he did, you know, lead us on the fourth down drive that got the game-winning field goal. But with that being said, if he plays, you know, Minnesota's had a whole week to scheme for him. And unfortunately, you know, Art Sikowski, despite being a four-star recruit, probably belongs in the MAC as a quarterback. He's a really good guy. He's smart. He might end up being a coach on Illinois one day. Um, But the game in the Big Ten's probably a little too fast for him. And this game for Illinois, man, could end up determining whether or not they win the Big Ten West, which just, you know, emphasizes even more why Illinois needs to be fully healthy and have their QB1, Tommy DeVito, out there, I think. If they lose to Minnesota, probably best case scenario is 6-3 and three in conference play. Yeah. Because Michigan's most likely a loss on the road. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if 6-3 and three wins the division. Like, what if Minnesota goes 7-2? and two? Yeah. If Michigan, if Minnesota goes 6-3, and three, well, they hold the tiebreaker over Illinois. Mm-hmm. If Illinois wants to win the division, Purdue and Minnesota, they're must-wins. They are must-wins. The only game you can really lose, in my opinion, from here on out, to be sure, is Michigan. It would be better to lose to Nebraska than it would be to Minnesota. Regarding, well, tiebreakers. Yeah, yeah. That's the reason why. Yeah, you're exactly right about that. If you beat Wisconsin, Minnesota, Purdue, and you're 6-3, and and everyone else is 6-3, and well, you win the tiebreakers. But you fall to... Michigan State or Nebraska or something like that. Yeah. Right. It's a better loss. So yeah, no, you're exactly right about that. Um, the good news for Illinois on the injury front is that Taz Nicholson, Isaac Darcangelo, and most importantly of the skill position players, Isaiah Williams, all left Saturday's game against Iowa with injuries as well. But Brett Bielema confirmed on Thursday and Friday uh that they would be back. So, you know, great to have Taz Nicholson back there. I think he's, you know. Had a great improvement in the DB room. Isaac Darkangelo's good. He'll give you some good minutes at linebacker. But to have your number one playmaking receiver and Isaiah Williams there, I think is really important. And I, and I think he's going to bounce back. He had yeah. a rough game last game. And, you know, he had a rough game, I think, against Wyoming in the first week. But he usually steps it up. Like, mm-hmm. I expect there to be an emphasis on getting him the ball in space. You yeah. know, quick screen pass, you know, jet sweep. I think Isaiah Williams is going to step it up. And mm-hmm. that's the thing with Minnesota. Their offense is a lot better than Iowa. Yeah. So they're going to put pressure on this team. Like, you know, holding Iowa to six points, that's probably not going to happen with Minnesota. Yeah. You mentioned that, you know, Isaiah Williams did not have a good game last week. In the time that he played, which wasn't more than a half, he had three fumbles, two of them for losses. One, which one fumble could have been given Illinois great field position and the other allowed Iowa to kick a field goal. So definitely in the negative point wise there for Isaiah, but I'm with you. I think he's going to have a bounce back game. And especially if Art is the quarterback, Isaiah is really going to have to play mate. He's going to have to be on his a game. He's going to have to, you know, channels enter Debo Samuel to get around the defense. Uh, And most importantly, his hands have got to be on their a game too, because when he's dropping balls, he is ineffective. 
And Chase Brown's going to help too. Oh, yeah. And if Chase Brown can run for 130 yards against Iowa, he can do it against Minnesota. I agree. Because they knew Art Sikowski was the quarterback for three quarters. Like they could have stacked box. They did. And Chase Brown was still getting five yards pop. That's going to be huge. You know, keeping Tanner Morgan off the field, keeping Muhammad Ibrahim off the field. This is going to be a low scoring game. Like if Illinois wins, it's probably going to be like 14 to 10. Well, Minnesota, like Illinois, has one of the highest rated defenses in the, in the country. Granted, Minnesota hasn't played anyone besides Purdue. That's very good. I mean, Michigan State, they've played. I know they beat up on Colorado, a couple other yeah. lesser wins like Western Illinois. So the Minnesota defense hasn't been proven too much. I would say Michigan State was sort of a test and Purdue was definitely a test. But they did give up 20 to Purdue at home. Um, so with that being said, yeah, Chase Brown, we've seen him rush for over 100 yards and a touchdown against Wisconsin, over 100 yards against Iowa. And I think that at the end of the day, those two defenses will be better than Minnesota's defense, but we don't know. So you need Chase to have a good game. But like you said, on the flip side, uh, Minnesota's got some weapons. Tanner Morgan, when he has time to throw, is very accurate. Mo Ibrahim has had over 100 yards and one or more touchdowns in all four games that he's played in this year. However, he did miss Purdue with an injury. He did miss Purdue, and that really hurt the offense. Tanner Morgan had three interceptions, made bad decision-making. Before that game, Tanner Morgan was statistically one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. Well, when he faces real competition, you know, it got a lot trickier. Mm -hmm. So if Illinois can get pressure with Randolph and Newton and, uh, you know, Hart and Tariq Barnes from the linebacker position, it could be a rough day for Minnesota. I mean, last year, no one thought Illinois really had a chance to beat a ranked Minnesota team. And they went up to Minneapolis and beat them 14 to 6. And that was with Brandon Peters and Tony Peterson at the helm. Mm-hmm. It's all about defensive line pressure because this Illinois team has been based on defensive pressure from the defensive line. That's what made Virginia a blowout. And that's what kept Graham Mertz from having the Badgers make a comeback. So if they're getting pressure on Tanner Morgan from the defensive line, yeah, they can win even with Art Sikowski. Against Purdue, I think it was really tough for Tanner Morgan because he couldn't rely on Mo Ibrahim in the backfield for the running game. Uh, Mo missed a game and then he got a bye week to last week to, you know, get even more healthy. So Minnesota should pretty much be at full strength this week. So Tanner Morgan is going to have his reliable running back in the backfield, as well as all of his receivers, we assume, unless Minnesota comes out with any surprise injuries. So I think that, you know, despite having Mo Ibrahim there, Illinois has a real chance, like you said, to disrupt Tanner Morgan because that's when he gets bad. He threw three interceptions against Purdue because they got pressure on him and he made bad decisions in the pocket. So like you said, Johnny Newton, Keith Randolph, Tariq Barnes, Gabe Yakis going in and getting pressure on Tanner Morgan might end up being the key to the game to win. It will be. Like if they don't get pressure on Tanner and he's hitting, you know, quick eight-yard completions, they're screwed. And right now, you know, Vegas likes Minnesota. Yeah. They're six and a half point favorites. You know, it opened at three and a half. Even if DeVito plays, he's going to be limited. This will be Illinois' probably toughest game so far this year. And, you know, P.J. Fleck, he's going to have the guys ready. I think they're mad after Purdue. Mm-hmm. That was a game they expected to win. They were double-digit favorites. Yeah. And they, and they blew it. And I think that even though Illinois did come away with a win against Iowa, so many things went wrong. You had Isaiah Williams fumbling. You had uh, Art Sikowski throwing a pick inside the five-yard line. You had Tommy DeVito getting hurt, Isaiah Williams getting hurt. So despite only scoring, you know, nine points, I, I think that – well, despite winning, that is – I think Illinois is going to be fired up, too. I think that no matter who the quarterback is, they want to get out there. They want to score more points. And even if the quarterback is Art, I do expect him to play better. I expect Barry Lunny to play call for him better. And I expect Illinois, like you said, 
10 points would still be more than nine. I think they could still score more than that. But Art's really just got to be making his throws, and Illinois will have a chance. You know, they had the chances last week. You know, Art got them to the one-yard line, yeah. and then he throws an interception at the one. Yep. Like, that's unacceptable. So the thing is, like, Art just – you know, calm down, make the good decision. And, you know, you can probably test the Minnesota secondary. Yeah. Art Sikowski played great against Nebraska last year. I think he was like 13 of 15 with 190 yards. So if you're Lonnie, let him test them vertically, like throw 40 yard deep passes. You know, if Pat Bryant can't catch it, well then the out of bounds is going to catch it. Mm -hmm. Don't give Minnesota any chances to get quick interceptions. I agree. And enough of these screen passes, like Art has a slow release. That's not going to win you games against a Minnesota defense. You need to get out in the open field. And we've seen Art hit those throws, like you said, last year against Nebraska. Deep touchdown ball to deuce span, if you remember that. And then last week, after Barry Lunny adjusted a little bit, um, Art had a really nice throw to Brian Hightower on the sideline that set up the field goal. And then another one to Jonah Morris in the red zone that got him even closer. So I think that, you know, if Barry Lunny follows what he did last game, that is success in the fourth quarter, throwing the ball deep, Illinois will be fine, but it's really nice to have a fully healthy receiving core too. Yeah. And I, and I think the wide receivers that are underrated. Yeah. I think Hightower's athletic. I think Pat Bryan is a great pass catcher. I think Isaiah, you know, he can make plays in space. Yeah. Those are three good wide receivers mm-hmm. that can help keep, you know, the Minnesota defense honest because they're going to try to shut uh they're going to try to shut down Chase Brown. Yes. He's the leading rusher in college football and that's going to be the key of the game. Like if Chase Brown only has somehow 65 yards and 20 carries, you're not winning. No, they're probably not going to win. Would you rather have Chase Brown run for 150 yards or Art Sikowski throw for 150 yards? I think Chase Brown. If they're getting 150 yards, that means they're moving the ball. Yeah. Um, I would take that. Because passing yards, there's a lot of garbage time. You get one big play. That's not sustainable. Like, if a guy gets 150 yards, that means he is wearing and tearing the opposing defense. Yeah. You're controlling the clock. You're moving the ball consistently. I totally agree. Um, And I think that last week, you know, Chase ended up with about 150, 149, whatever it was. I don't think Tommy and Art Sikowski combined for over 150 yards or even close to that. And they still found a way to win. Granted, it was Iowa and it was super low scoring, but a turnover in the red zone, muffed punts were also part of that. And also when you lose to Vito, that takes a lot of It kills you. And it was clear that Barry Lunny did not trust Art Sikowski in that game. You know, he says he has the same game plan with both quarterbacks, but the substance on the field, I mean, something's got to change. They were so conservative with Art Sikowski. Yeah, and I don't think that they will They will be again. But, you know, when you look back at the Iowa game, you got to assume that Illinois probably wins about 24 to 3 or 24 to 6 if Tommy stays on the field. Probably like 20 to 6. Exactly, yeah, which, you know, leads me to think that if he does play against Minnesota, even if his ankle is giving him a bit of troubles, I like Illinois to be able to score some points. I do think Iowa's defense is better than Minnesota's. Oh, yeah. A healthy Tommy is just the difference. I think Iowa has one of the best defenses in the country. Yeah. I mean, we saw they they are, they are legit. And they're doing that in spite of the terrible offense that can't give them any, you know, time of possession or yards down the field to tire out the other defense. Like, it just, you know, speaks volume to how good of a defense Iowa is, which honestly gives Illinois credit for being able to move the ball against exactly. them. There are a couple – they're a fumble and an Art Sikowski pick away from still scoring 17 points on Iowa maybe. Yeah. So. But what about Mo? 
Yeah. Mo, Mo, Mo's going to get some yards. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't let Mo do what he's done, you know, in previous games this year uh, against Western Illinois, 130 yards and two touchdowns, Colorado, 200 yards and three touchdowns, Michigan state, 103 yards and a touchdown. If he has 25 carries for 80 yards, you consider that a humongous win. But if, you know, he has 25 carries for 150 yards, well, you're probably going to lose the game. Oh, yeah, because that opens it up for Tanner Morgan. Yeah. That's the thing. Minnesota, when they played Purdue, I think they only had 60 yards rushing. So you are forcing Tanner Morgan to win the game on his own. Yeah. He can't do that. He's not the sophomore year Tanner Morgan. Like, he has significantly gotten worse his junior year, senior year, now a super senior year. Yeah. So if we force Tanner Morgan to try to win the game like Spencer Petras, Illinois has a better chance to win. And, you know, no matter what happens, they're going to be in the game because when you can run the ball well and stop the run well, that just keeps you in games, especially, I think, in college football, but really whatever level of football you're playing. But the key to this one, you know, I, I think Mo Ibrahim, in a way, is going to get his. We've kind of said that about, like, Braylon Allen against Wisconsin, even though we held him to, what, eight yards or something two like yards. that. Yeah, two yards or something like that. So that was really good. But even if Mo decide, you know, finds a way to get 100 yards and a touchdown, the game's still winnable. We've said it. The key is going to be getting pressure on Tanner Morgan. He's just not good when he has pressure. No. Pressure on him. He's like Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff in that way. He's great when he has, you know, time in the pocket, but he's mediocre when he, uh, you know, is under pressure because he doesn't scramble well either. So if he is under pressure, then we look to our DBs, you know, Taz Nicholson, Devon Witherspoon, Sidney Brown, uh, Quan Martin to play well, which they have done the entire year so far, except for one play against Indiana for yeah. Devon Witherspoon. Exactly. You trust the defense, you trust Ryan Walters, and it's going to be a physical Big Ten kind of game. And the West Division title line, yeah, it's on the line for Illinois. Yeah, it if is. you want to win the West, you got to beat Minnesota. You got to beat P.J. Fleck. And I'm not worried about Brett Bielmo having a hangover after beating Iowa. Yeah, I mean, they are ready to play. If they lose, Minnesota just had better personnel. Exactly. I think the better team's going to win. Yeah, I, I totally agree. The better team's going to win. Brett Bielema wants to clean things up. He'll have Illinois ready. You know, looking at this West division, it is still totally wide open. You got to think the winner of this game has a good chance at winning it. Purdue just won at Maryland, which, you know, keeps them easily in contention for it. And then we've looked at Wisconsin's schedule. They could run the table. They could run the table. I think they're going to win at Michigan State this week, and there's yeah. a chance that they don't lose again and finish 9-3 and three with Jim Leonard. And they get Minnesota at home the last game of the season. Yep. I'm telling you, if Graham Mertz just plays halfway decent with that kind of defense and Braylon Allen, Wisconsin could win the West. So Wisconsin has lost to Ohio State and Illinois so far. They have two. So if they win out, they go seven and two. And Illinois drops a game to Purdue. They drop a game to Minnesota. Like Michigan. Let's say they split those two, Purdue and Minnesota. Then they lose to Michigan. Well, they're six and three. And that's not enough. So even though they beat Wisconsin, Wisconsin is a better overall record. And you know what? Graham Mertz isn't good enough to the point that he can guarantee you a win. And he's, we we obviously saw that in Madison against Illinois. Mm -hmm. So I do think he'll end up dropping one. So that, you know, to your point a few minutes ago, was key that we did beat Wisconsin because yeah. we would have the tiebreaker over Wisconsin. You look to me, beat Minnesota for the tiebreaker. And then Purdue, I think, you know, I really think this division's going to, you know, come down to Illinois' game on November 12th. Hopefully. Against Purdue. Yeah. And that'd be really, really nice. It'd be like in Brett Bielema's second year to actually get to the Big Ten championship game and probably Illinois' last chance. For a little bit with no divisions, yeah. it's going to take time for West Division teams to rebuild like an East team. Mm -hmm. Like the East has better personnel. They have yeah. 
spread offenses. They score more. Like Penn State scores more than Wisconsin. Yeah. That's just what happens. So it's going to make it more competitive. It's going to force teams to change. Like in the grand scheme of things, I help it helps the conference. Yeah. Because seeing Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship against Ohio State, like that's boring. Yeah. It should be Michigan, Ohio State back to back weeks. It should be Michigan, Penn State, or you know, vice versa. So yeah. Illinois, Ohio State. Okay. Be an interesting battle. Man, I mean, even if, you know, Illinois pulls in Iowa and, you know, gets curb stomped in Indy by a team that's way better, it is still... It's the path of getting there. Exactly. It's still, you know, such a good recruiting pitch to be like, we won the West. We yeah. were in the Big Ten Championship game. We got to play Ryan Day in Ohio State for the first time in however many years and go to Indy for the first time ever. Yeah. And this is probably Illinois' last chance to do it. I don't think the team's going to be as good next year, you know, considering all the talent they're going to lose to the NFL you don't know what's going to happen in the transfer portal but it all just speaks volume like I said to how big every single conference game is especially this Minnesota game exactly um as far as the divisions go I mean you know just to hit on it for a second do you think that they might go back to the legends and leaders no type of you know thing or are you just going to screw the divisions I think divisions are gone you're going to have three protected games and then it's mixed around so you're going to play USC more often. You're going to play UCLA, Ohio State, Penn State. Like, you will be playing the big boys more often. Yeah. And I think that's fine. And then the two top teams' overall record, well, then they go to the Big Ten Championship. I really like that. That's how it should be. I don't like pods. I don't like, you know, divisions and stuff. Just it's one conference. Make it as fair as possible. And then the two teams make the playoff. And 12 teams make the college football playoff now. Yeah. You have three or four Big Ten teams yeah. in there. So even if you don't win your conference championship, like you can still make the playoff if you're one of the 12 best teams like this year, you've got to imagine, you know, unless things blow up for maybe one of these teams, Ohio state, Michigan, Penn state would all be easy, fairly easily, except at least right now they're all undefeated in the 12 team playoff. Yeah. They'd be in, but there's no way that more than one get into the 14 playoff this year. So yeah, USC, UCLA coming in. Uh, I think this is going to work in Illinois favor to make a bowl game every year. They're not going to reach a big 10 championship because of Michigan. Oh, Ohio State, Penn State. We'll see what happens with Michigan State and Wisconsin. Yeah. But it, it would probably take Brad a couple years to rebuild. Yeah. Because they are going to lose a lot of the defense. And let's see the offensive identity. Yep. You know, they got to get more consistent. Like, what kind of quarterback does Illinois want for the next three years? Or are we just going to keep getting senior transfer yep. fill-ins? It's important to have a guy for three, two years that can, mm -hmm. you know, develop chemistry with the team. Yeah. And I think that, you know, winning games – like this shows a lot of identity. Like if they can come out of, you know, Minnesota, whoever the quarterback is and say, after seven games, we are bowl eligible. Six and one. It's huge. All right. Uh, should we do some score predictions? Score predictions. I'm going to go with Minnesota. Okay. I do think Minnesota is going to bounce back from the previous game. I think the offense is significantly better than Iowa's. So they're going to put pressure on that defense. It's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be like Minnesota 17, Illinois 10. Yeah. And that's with Art. I, I'm saying Art plays. Okay. What if Tommy plays? I still think it's a close loss. I'd say like 17-14 or something. Yeah. I think if Tommy does play and he's, you know, not super limited, I think Illinois wins. Uh, I think I'm going to go, you know, 21-17 for that score. And then if Art plays, I'm actually still going to take an Illinois win. I think that Barry Lunny's play calling, you know, leads them to victory uh, against Wisconsin. I was not a homer. I took Wisconsin to win um iowa had a close win which ended up being you know pretty accurate but i, I do think illinois is going to pull through here it's homecoming brett bielema knows how important this game is and chase brown's going to get his and maybe illinois wins like a 13 to 9 14 to 10 type of game yeah I, and it, you're bowl eligible 
I really think it's like a 50-50 game. Yeah. I'm just leaning towards Minnesota because DeVito is a little banged up. If Illinois wins, it's not going to be shocking. Yeah. It's going to be a good game between two teams that want to make the Big Ten Championship. And if Minnesota finds a way to win, you don't hang your head. No. You lost to the better team. That's probably going to win the West. You bounce back. You know, Move you're still on. competing. You know, you have a bye week and get ready for Nebraska. Beat Nebraska, beat Michigan State, beat Northwestern. You got eight wins. Win a big one against Purdue. Yep. Nine and three. Yeah, yeah eight and four, nine and three. Considering what we thought in the year going into the year, that would just be awesome. Exactly. They've already reached our expect expected. We thought win five totals. and seven. We thought five and seven. They're five and one. And we're can almost guarantee a couple more wins there. So yeah. exactly. good for Brett. All right. Illinois plays at Minnesota tomorrow, Saturday afternoon at eleven AM. Great day of college football after that. Thank you everyone for listening. This has been the Daily Illinois Sports.